Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the north side of the San Francisco Bay to Singapore, welcome to Urban X Real Talk Fitness Radio with your host, business owner, lecturer, author, Master Trainer, Tiaja, with over 30 years of experience in the health and fitness industry. He will challenge the fitness between your ears. So prepare your mind, body, and soul for the revolution of self-care, the evolution of fit, with real talk about real people, real health, real fitness, and the real deal behind our present illness culture. Real talk every time, all the time. Get weekly insights on how to shift your thinking, emoting, eating, training, hydrating, goal setting, and resting for you, the everyday athlete. You can cheat your fitness, but you can't steal your health flow. It's Tuesday, 9 a.m. Let's flow. This is me at age seven. Seven is when I took my first liking to sports. Mainly baseball and running. When I say a liking, I mean a true, genuine love for team and endurance sports. As I got a little older, I got a little bigger, and I got a little faster. I ran literally everything, track, cross country, and road races on weekends. In middle school, I continued running cross country. High school was great because it allowed me to try new sports. The one sport that really stuck was volleyball. I loved it so much I even played through college. College ball was amazing. I got to travel and experience so many new things. To top it all off, we won a national tournament. But after college, the real world hit. I started working full-time. For the next four years of my life, athletics of all types just disappeared. What first inspired me to get back into running was actually my brother Doyle. In 2015, he ran a full marathon and a half marathon. And I still remember him when he got out of the car after the full marathon. He actually collapsed. And this was like two hours after he had finished the race. He still wasn't able to support himself with his own two legs. And I felt if he could run a full marathon, then I could at least get off my butt and run a 5K. The next year, he asked me to run the army run with him. So I signed up for the 5K. Instead of building up endurance with a walk-run program, I just started running 5Ks. The very first 5K I ran, I wanted to quit after 400 meters, but I kept going. It took me almost 30 minutes, but I didn't walk, and that's what's most important to me. My training plan was simple, run five kilometers every day. I still remember the numbers dropping 
first breaking 28 minutes, then 27, then 26. Um, I actually still have the picture I took of my watch the first time I broke 24 minutes. With this ridiculous training plan, of course, came injury. About eight weeks before the race, I ended up straining my pronius longus, which is a muscle in the, in the lower left leg. Um, and it was stiff and it hurt, um, but I kept running on it very stubbornly for two reasons. One, as I kept seeing my times drop, I kept seeing results. Uh, and the second reason is I already paid $70 for the race. I wasn't about to give that up. In hindsight, that was kind of a dumb choice to make, but that's what I did. I went through with running the race in September, and I ran a 23.37, which is exactly what I wanted to do. My goal was to break 24 minutes, simply because that was the lowest corral possible, so breaking 24 minutes was a big deal for me, and I was very pleased at the end of that race. The following weeks after the race, I kept training, I kept running about 5k every day or every second day, and the injury just kept getting worse and worse, uh, until one day I couldn't walk after I ran, and that's when I had to go see a doctor. The doctor sent me to the physiotherapist, and with the physiotherapist we did a lot of acupuncture and stretches, and I was off running for about six months. One of the cool things about physio is that I had to adopt a minimalist running style, and it wasn't for the benefits, it was actually because I needed to run on my toes to strengthen um, the injured muscle. But it actually worked out really well because I now continue to run minimalist for the benefits that minimalist running offers. I'm actually back to running four to five times a week now. I'm fully healthy, my legs are strong, and I can run 5K consistently in just over 22 minutes, which is pretty satisfying because my high school time was only about 21 minutes, and I'm definitely at least 50 pounds heavier than I was then. I have an adage that I've promoted for some time now. It extols the virtues of what I call the everyday athlete. See, I believe that just because you don't play professional or collegiate sports in front of thousands doesn't mean you can't be an athlete. I played college football and semi-professional baseball, and yet the greatest opponent I've ever faced was myself. There's something to be said about battling and challenging your own genetic history and coming out the victor. I see people most would consider old beat me to the gym every morning, and I get there by 5 a.m., not only are they already sweating, many are on their last set or finishing up their cardio. As I told someone in the gym the other day, I know old people, but none of them are at the gym, especially at 4 in the morning. Welcome to Urban X Real Talk Fitness Radio, where we challenge the fitness between your ears. I'm your host, Tiaja, and on today's show, episode 19, we will be starting a two-part series titled, What You Must Learn from Athletes Before 2018. So I'm going to share with you some personal testimonies from the vault of what I call the inner athlete. Technology may have flattened the world and thus the way we work, but the way we approach each day speaks to the technology of the soul. 2018 will be just another year unless you decide today that it won't be. It is Tuesday, December the 12th, 2017. Let's flow. People have a habit, almost a need, to tell me their age, followed by the overused and, in my opinion, antiquated, I'm getting old nonsense. To simply reply, you're as old as you feel, is way too trite and doesn't come close to conveying what I really think about such self-talk. The truth of the matter is that our genes 
tune in to our thoughts and emotions and in mysterious ways, they switch on and off according to our desires. So imagine what happens to someone who is constantly throwing out the age card as a disclaimer to what they no longer believe. It's possible because as quiet as it's kept, the fear of aging rules their lives. As a master trainer, I've always found it both interesting and instructive how my clients began their day. Not to just me, but the overarching potential to them as well. So how do you approach the day? Do you jumpstart your day by reaching for the coffee, the shower, or do you begin your day with meditation? Perhaps it is a jog, a romp to the gym, defying both your mind's inclination to hit the snooze button, as, you, as well as your body's desire to clutch the blankets tighter on a cold morning. It has been said that how we end the year is the way our entire year will go. I'm not so sure that is true, but what I do believe is the habits we establish in one year carry on to the next. After all, every hour of total inactivity creates muscle atrophy. The same can be said of our mental and emotional health. Even Michael Jordan had a coach. Sure, today he's considered the GOAT, the greatest of all times, and we know of Michael as someone who could leap out of a building, and certainly his tenacity to, to win was legendary. Yet he never won a thing until he was introduced to his college coach, Dean Smith, at North Carolina, then, and then followed by Doug Collins in his early years in Chicago and of course Phil Jackson whose triangle offense allowed his skill set to flourish. In life, if you are to accomplish anything of great significance or import, you too will need a coach. Fortunately, you don't have to hire one per se because you can download a podcast or purchase an ebook or take an online course, but whatever you choose to do, you will need a coach to achieve your highest self. Every skill you learn creates a new neural network in your brain. Every new thought creates a unique pattern of brain activity. Any change in mood is conveyed via messenger molecules to every part of the body, altering the basic chemical activity of every cell. Every time you exercise, you alter your skeleton and muscles. Every bite of food you eat alters your daily metabolism, electrolyte balance, and proportion of fat to muscle. You know, athletes, when they don't have scheduled games, they have scheduled practice. Practice, yes, practice. The former Philadelphia 76er great Allen Iverson once famously mocked the idea of practice. But looking back on his NBA career, Allen Iverson never won an NBA championship, nor did he ever elevate his game beyond the already remarkable skill set he was birthed with. By contrast, Michael Jordan, Kobe, and now LeBron are notorious for their insane workouts and overall work ethic both on and off the court. In 2015, the New York Times crowned Dean Carnizes the world's most famous ultra-marathon runner. He once ran 50 marathons in 50 days leading up to the New York Marathon, which he ran in about three hours. He also once entered a 12-person 200-mile relay and ran them all by himself. He also covered 350 miles in three days with no sleep. 
Once he crossed Death Valley, and even 72 miles in 120 degree heat couldn't take him down. But the most amazing thing is that Carnazes didn't even get started into his 30th birthday. Have you ever listened to an athlete interview after an injury? Have you ever noticed how they never even admit being injured? How they consider being unhealthy the inability to perform at 100%? See, there's no athlete who wants to be taken out of the game, which is why they now have a standing concussion protocol in the NFL just to protect the athletes from themselves. Because given the choice, nearly 99.9% of them would return to the game without any regard to their long-term health. Yet 99% of the American public who are not professional athletes or who don't consider themselves athletes or even athletic for that matter do just the opposite. Even a headache or a stomach ache has them tapping out. They take themselves out of the game at the slightest hint of discomfort or pain. I used to always differentiate the two for my clients, for there is a marked difference between pain and injury. Athletes who get paid millions of dollars may play injured, but you never should. However, if you are simply dealing with soreness, not pain necessarily, then you should will yourself back into the game. Again, I repeat, I am not advocating nor have I ever encouraged my clients to play with injury or pain. But soreness is a natural byproduct of lactic acid buildup in the muscle that is no more than our body's way of protecting you and I from overdoing it or injuring ourselves. It is a signal for us to take it easy, not to necessarily stop altogether, but to be mindful that the healing process is taking place. This is when more rest and strict attention to nutritional detail is of the utmost importance. However, if you were to go to your physician and ask him or her what you should do with the soreness, they would prescribe Tylenol and bed rest, the exact opposite of what the body is asking for or requiring. I believe in the therapeutic powers of natural healing since medicine doesn't heal or cure anyway. The notion that it does is a misconception, a false narrative along the lines of an old wives' tale. The truth of the matter is, our bodies are healed intrinsically and that the only purpose medication serves is to relieve pain, or in the case of antibiotics, slow down the rate of disease long enough so that our bodies can heal themselves. Bear in mind that our bodies are very resilient and thus do not require us to take a mulligan every time we are not feeling 100%. In fact, I know you can recall a time when you performed at your highest level you made up your mind to push through the symptoms of whatever and your body responded with natural painkillers like endorphins, subsequently allowing you to ride the serotonin, dopamine, and adrenaline way to victory. Let me share with you several keys I've historically communicated with my clients, keys that professional, collegiate, high school, and everyday athletes have used forever. But before moving on, let me offer an aside about the metaphor of the marathon and its importance to your physical, mental, and emotional health in terms of finishing your race. The marathon was not an event of the ancient Olympic Games. The original race commemorated the run of Pheidippides, an ancient day runner who carried the news of the Persian landing from the Greek town Marathon in 
14 and 490 BC to Sparta, which was 149 miles away. He did so to enlist help for the battle. According to the 5th century BC ancient Greek historian Herodotus, Pheidippides delivered the news to the Spartans the very next day. The distance of the modern marathon was standardized as 26 miles and 385 yards or 42.195 kilometers in 1908 when the Olympic Games were held in London. The distance was the exact measurement between Windsor Castle that started the race and the finish line inside White City Stadium. Sometimes running our marathon is for self-competition, to challenge the inner athlete, while other times it's to enlist help for the battles of life. The first step that you must take and learn from athletes is to be proactive. Preparation is key to maximizing the benefit of anything in life. I always tell my clients that they can run, they, they can for the most part accurately predict their health for the upcoming year, but they must be proactive the entire year for that to happen. They must know a little bit about their family history, but more important about their present choices. That way nothing catches them off guard. You should always also be aware of what epigenetic benchmarks are tied to your definition of success. Are they tied to an event like a wedding date or finding the person of your dreams or a promotion or a new house or a car? Or the real bonus to get healthy? Number two, self-evaluation. Be honest with yourself about how you have performed. Go over your calendar for the past year and make notes of your accomplishments, times when you have exceeded your own expectations, where you have gone above and beyond your personal goal description. And then look at areas where you have faltered and moments where you wish you could go back and do it over again. Number three, plan and be clear on next steps. If you're still planning for the year 2018, then most likely the only thing you'll accomplish is the completion of 2017's business. Every step matters, but not every step is measurably the same. Sometimes we take a quantum leap into our future because we have already done the legwork beforehand and are now reaping the fruits of that labor. I always looked at training this way. Investing in your health has always been more akin to investing in stocks than opening a bank account and making deposits. Now, when it comes to your financial health, you should do both. But what most people do is open a basic account and deposit and withdraw without accruing any interest. Going to the gym every day and doing the standard cardio with a few light weights thrown in for good measure is the equivalent of opening a bank account meaning your account only grows if you deposit more than you withdraw. By contrast, however, investing requires planning and patience and risk. Now what is that risk, you might ask? The risk is being uncomfortable with doing more with less. Number four, ask questions. Never leave the outcome of your self-performance review solely in the hands of another. 
The top performing athletes are always their harshest critics. Real success begins with full unbiased self-evaluation. So always be, begin by asking yourself, what could you have done differently? Not someone else, but you. Success may be a team sport, but your wins and losses are yours. There is no benefit in discussing your teammates at all because the focus should be solely on your own performance. And finally, don't get defensive. Now I fall prey to this kind of thinking more than I care to admit. Sometimes it's difficult to hear the truth about yourself or your work performance. Everyone isn't good at everything. I used to have a friend remind me that the eye sees itself only by reflection which means that we all need to step back and at least occasionally look at ourselves through the eyes of others. What you are particularly skilled at, not only must you practice and polish, you must open your mind and heart to receive the world of constructive criticism. Remember, the reason you're running your race is because it's uniquely yours. However, the hard truth is that you don't exist in a vacuum or live on an island. None of us do which is why you must open yourself up for criticism and correction. No star athlete wants to be yelled at by his or her coach, especially in the heat of battle, but if you were to ask that athlete after the game, they would likely tell you that regardless of how much they might not like their coach during that moment or at all, that their criticism helps bring out the best in them. One of the ways a coach helps is by keeping the focus on us which avoids the human tendency to go on the defensive or blaming others for our performance failures. In fact, don't discuss your failures with anyone else at all, but instead focus solely on your own performance. Dear friends, I wish above all things that you be in health and that you prosper just as your soul prospers. You have been listening to Urban X Real Talk Fitness Radio with your host Tiaja. Please join us next week as we continue to challenge the fitness between your ears. And don't forget to check out our website at www.urbanxfitness.net. Once there, feel free to leave a comment or ask a question you might have regarding any of our broadcasts. You will also find our online store, the Urban Experience Fit Stores 1 and 2, as well as our top-selling nutritional products, Cherry Minerals, Iron, Magnesium, and Kiani products. And coming soon, our online bookstore featuring our upcoming release, The 10 Seeds, Planet for Health, along with other powerful authors and ebooks. Until next week, always walk in health and peace.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.